We're talking about Stripperama. Well, is that what we're doing today? Yeah. Are we talking about Johnny Bravo? Oh, we're talking about Johnny Bravo. Everybody. I think I've watched like two episodes of it. Yeah, we we're watched about, some. About half was seconds. funny, Burn. half was shit. I'm not very far into uh, what was it was Dexter's Lab. Who saw his butthole and I checked out. I have a good joke <laughs> for you. Good. Yeah, what? My cousin was hospitalized after shoving 28 small plastic horses in his rectum. Doctors described his condition as stable. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. That's not good. All right, ladies and future boys, welcome to the first School for World Nerds podcast recorded in the post-Stanley world. Sad. Uh, I am your little host, Toby DePaula, and this week is dedicated to Stan the Man. Uh, today's topic is probably my favourite of his creations. Uh, White Collar, what's your favourite? Spider-Man! What about Half Dave? Do you have a favourite Stanley character? Um, they're, they're all pretty okay. Okay. What about uh, Megan Chickadilla? Um, yeah, probably Spider-Man. We, we went through the moment of surprise that he created um, Doctor Strange. Yeah, I didn't realize that was his. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, say what you will about the big Marvel man, uh, but he was an underdog, and he was the face of a dying media, and managed to drag it from the post Golden Age decay and raise raise it to like the biggest money maker film history has ever fucking seen. But also Daredevil. No Daredevil. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, so for this week, we're doing a brief history lesson for Agent Sixty Nine. Stanley's Stripperella. Um, now bear with me because this is probably our hardest episode to research that we've done so far. Uh, I'm bouncing between information found in nerd history books, several obscure interviews, and a few old as fuck fan sites that, you know, didn't have that much of me. Oh no. So Wiki and IMDb really dropped to the ball this week, fellas. I couldn't even find the IMDb for like a while. Yeah. You're probably going to get all of the information and more from this podcast, like, rather yeah, than anywhere honest, else. Honestly, on it's this. probably true. We were Go telling us, we're stuff. doing it. We're cutting edge exclusive. Yeah. This is the story of Stripper Along. <laughs> and Toby will take it away. Do, do, do you want me to take over? You got this. <laughs> um, you do it. Okay. Well, thanks for the introduction. It didn't did fucking destroy my momentum and worry me for a minute. Sorry. <laughs> um, all right. So Stan officially retires from Marvel in the 90s. Um, still a company figurehead and receiving an annual million dollars up until movies, you know, almost doubled his salary. Um, he started trying to start up some new companies. The first one was 1998 Stan Lee Media. It was promptly shut down before the end of 2000 when investigators discovered massive stock manipulations. Oh. Yeah, it was like him and a shady banker and it just never worked at all. It just disappeared straight away. Oh, no. Um, yeah, so he, Gil Champion and Arthur Lieberman started POW Entertainment, which stood for... I said it and you thought it was kind of gross sounding. Purveyors of Wonder. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't sound like a, a, a good time, honestly. Yeah. Well, in 2003, their first creation reached TV, and it was Stripperella. 
Erotica Jones, world class stripper by night, but by night she is stripper or a crime fighting secret agent. Doing battle against some very colourful and strange villains. Um it had no fucking business being as good as it was, I don't think. Um it was it was in that block in Australian TV shows after South Park, you know, you're drawn together, your happy tree friends, those two yeah, aliens that were Oh, what other. about that really sick one where um they were all like I don't know what they were, but they were called Rex the Runt or something. And they were they're like, like stop motion rabbits. Yeah, but they looked funny. Yeah. The show was, had no place being with the inappropriate shit it was. Because it was just like quiet British television. It was dumb. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember having a good chuckle back then, but when I started buying DVDs and revisiting all that shit, it had like this cult movie way about it. You know, it had that... It had that I'm small and no one remembers me, but my fan base is probably pretty into it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... He's a cult show. Yeah. Like Ash vs. Evil Dead. So, the credits on this show. Alright. The show was developed by Stan Lee, obviously, and duo Kevin Coppler and Heath Seifert. Uh, no big credits for them, but they were producers of, of The Amanda Show. Which people uh-huh. remember? Amanda Bynes was hot in Big Fat Liar. Um, well, yeah. she would have been like thirteen. You're fucked. Well, I, I age her in my mind. <laughs> I was I was younger when the movie came out. At any rate, it was produced by Kevin Altair. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, this is one of the original boys who built Batman the animated series from scratch, and you can sort of tell because the show has the same sort of style for the first half. Like it's. Yeah. Don't you think it's got that a little bit? bit It doesn't have Bruce Timm's artwork to it, obviously, but it has that same like Gotham City shit whole feel. Yeah, a little bit. Mm. Um, I don't know if it's because it's like to do with strip clubs and all that sort of stuff. It's skeevy, yeah. Yeah. It's like um, it's like the Red Light District in Batman Year One, but done with the anime series like Heart and Soul. Yeah. Um, now the cast is pretty fucking dope to match the visuals and the constant tongue-in-cheek immature humor. It's the the humor's in such abundance. Yeah. Even now they take the piss out of just boring superhero shit. How like after doing anything, she always makes like a, a crappy pun. pun about justice. Yeah, and everyone calls yeah. her out on it immediately. Like, what are you talking about? Um, like, oh, um, uh. <laughs> yeah, the abundance of stupid humor in this comes all the way around. It becomes fucking genius just by sheer amount. Oh. Um, the cast includes wonderful voice actors like Maurice Lamarche. A Tara Strong fucking level resume. Big horse. Including Arkham versus Mr. Freeze. A shitload of Simpsons characters, Futurama characters, Disenchantment characters, American Dad characters, Rick and Morty characters, and I assume every other adult cartoon. The big horse is there. Yeah. Annie. Jedi Oh. Yeah, he's there. He's fucking great in this. He's actually like a pretty spooky villain. He's, he's just a good I didn't voice actor. expect. Yeah. 
Yeah, not to be outdone though, Stripperella also has many parts played by Tom Kenny, who you know, who's a sponsor of SquarePants, the oh, Ice Lex King, etc. Yep, I feel like we mentioned him a lot of our episodes with um, Tom Kenny. What? But, no. Yeah, you got you got You got Jill Talley, Serena Irwin, Greg Proops, John Cryer, who's Supergirl's Lex Luthor now. Yeah. yeah. You got Vince McMahon. Yeah. Yeah, he do. Yeah, he do. Nah, he's he makes people kiss his wife. It's me, Austin, son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Fucking memes. Uh, Stan Lee, D. Bradley Baker, Kid Rock, Mark Hamill. As you said, he kicked fucking ass in this. Mm. Andy Dick, Fabio. Yeah. And he looks like himself. (laughs) The name is Armando or something. Armando's a good name. But Stan Lee's cameo, Mm. I'm pretty sure there's only one of them. No, he appears in multiple episodes. Well, that's not what IMDb says, but I know that they have no clue about this show. Yeah, they also credited fucking um, John Lovitz. But that was Maurice Lamarche doing an impression. John Lovitz had nothing to do with the show. Oh, he could have. He's not in the credits. Yeah, but he he was played by Maurice Lamarche. Um, But... Stanley's cameo in one, I think it's supposed to be the first episode, but the yep. DVDs are wonky. Oh, yeah, we're getting to it when it gets after. Like, everyone sees him as this, like, nice, innocent old man, and he's out there, like, pretty much being a retard in his cameo. Yeah. About how he invented he's a senile a telephone. Yeah, because he hasn't left the lab in, like, 30 years. <laughs> Treats him like shit. Like I don't think Just people realise how good grandpa. of a sense of humour he has. Mm. Yeah, it's one of his only credited speaking role cameos so far, which is weird to think. Um, Arkham and the old Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah, the narrator dude. That's how we first heard of him. This is technically a Stanley episode. Yeah, always like what the it. fuck is an Excelsior? <laughs> yeah. Hey, that was um. Um. Yeah. And we've also got the titular character, tit, uh, in capitals, because it's funny. Um, both vocally and also visually, tattoos and all, you got Pamela Anderson as erotica dress. I, did, I forgot that, like, how accurately it was made to look like her, and when I started watching the show again, I was like, who the fuck gets a barboy tattoo? She did. But then I remember that it's, like, really weird. Uh, uh, um, there's an episode that has Pamela Anderson cameo in it. She's like, ooh, I don't look like her. Oh, <laughs> no. Now, before we start discussing the first episode, i got to mention that the pilot episode, the first aired episode, the first episode in the show's line, and the episode list on IMDb are all completely fucking different. <laughs> so when I say we're talking about the first episode, I mean we are talking crime doesn't pay. Did you guys like that episode? That's kind of funny. That's my favourite villain. Your favourite villain? Ever. No, just in the show. Alright, so this episode... I'll, I'll go on a bit of a detail setting up this first episode. Um, it, it opens with our first villain robbing an 89 cent store. This is a villain... Oh, that's so dumb. She needs a cross check. Yeah, Tano says. Um, the, this guy is called Cheapo. Uh, yeah, what did you think of... <laughs> He's a He's pretty great. good man. He was great. Yeah. Um, you know your impressions are fucking golden if time forgets that you did and starts crediting the guy you're impersonating. Like, that's got to be a compliment, right? Yeah, that's pretty good. What kind of sausage? I'm fine. Leave me alone. I'm not dying at all. Um, Cheapo is not voiced by John Lawrence. Lawrence, yeah, we said that. It's not. You are right? You plugged in? 
<laughs> Another tidbit for IMDb to clean up. Um, I don't mind the character. He's he's got like a Z grade Condiment King vibe about it. Hey. Um, lots of this show has the Batman like the anime series vibe to it, and I think that it's yeah. all from Kevin Altieri. But it's all like the goofy characters, like when they all tried to sue Batman or Condiment King or Mega King in. <laughs> The animated series. Yeah. I haven't watched it all because I didn't realise how many shit episodes there were. Oh, and you got to get through that part before Paul Dini, like, returns. So there's, like, I've got Batman in my basement. Remember that one? How, like, the young, hip kids have to stop the penguin because I hate my Oh. Batman's just unconscious in the basement. I don't know. He's lucky that's the basement he finds himself waking up in. Let's be real. I don't know what is wrong with comic writers... When they think that it's cool to have kids do anything in the comic with a badass superhero. Like, the amount of times I've considered harming myself because, like, every few issues of Daredevil, there's this cool street homeless kid gang, but they're, like, under 12, called the Fat Boys, and they just skate. Fat Boys! And there's a cool issue where Daredevil borrows a skateboard to show them that he can be cool and he does a trick. He's it's, blind. It's like, yeah. this is, I'm pretty sure this is after Born Again. Yeah, there's, there's this weird thing where... Just because where they studios think, that's think the that children can only relate to other children. But no, nah, we can have role models no, and shit too. We watch the show hard. because it's Batman. Or yeah. we read the book because it's about a hero. No one gets up in the morning and goes, fuck yeah, Robin's better than Batman. No. <laughs> um, alright. Especially here we go. not Danny. Oh no, he don't. Hey, we haven't picked on him in a while. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Thoughts, yeah, Kurt? He's kind of like if someone sucks pubic hair inside you, pretzels. Wow. And, and you don't know. Yeah, you find out after. And then the you find out and you're like, my wife is a lie. Yeah, I don't want to be here. After Chico escapes with his, um, some groceries, if you, if you go back and watch, you get some groceries and some yeah. shampoo and stuff, uh, we get to the theme song. White Collar remembered it kicking ass, but I wondered if it held up. Keep in mind, this is like 14 years ago now. Did you it's like actually it? more. Oh, shit. It... Oh, because it's the first episode, it would have been 15 years ago. So it's 2003, 2004? Yep. I think now that I'm not... How old would I have been then? Let's have the theme song play while we do math. Seven? You were seven years old when we were watching this. I remember thinking it was pretty cool, but now I'm an adult. And that's one thing I did. Watching a cartoon lady strip to some cool songs, I kind of... Feel a bit weird. Mm. <laughs> now, now I'm kind of like. Look, well, I don't mention in my notes, but there's like overly long stripping sequences, and you were seven. But it's so. kind of funny how every character except Stripperella like gets naked, but then the woman she's based off is like got a sex tape. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think now that I'm not a child, and it's kind of weird to me to see this because when I was a kid, it's just like. Well, this show's badass, and now I'm like, <laughs> now I feel weird. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like I fucking should go to jail. Yeah, you pedophile yourself. Uh, no. <laughs> Reverse pedophile. I don't know. Yeah. No. Why? I never. Some sort of some sort of statutory time machine. 
But I never remember this show like having nudity or actual stripping. I just remember them sitting at the bar in their slutty it's clothes. A, yeah, it's work. that same phenomenon where I go, hey, any Tim Burton movies, I remember being good, and then I watch it and I'm like, oh, fucking musical. Oh. No, and then I turn it back on. Because I'm sure heaps of people watch the show for the sex appeal, mm. but I just remember it being a badass superhero chick. Like, yeah. and that's what it is. But now that I'm older and know about this stuff, I'm kind of like, oh, this is, some of it makes you feel weird. Mm. It's like this is gone for a long time. Yeah, they could do steadily make it. After the credit sequence, we see Cheapo and his goons emptying the little sauce packets into a bottle. Yeah, that's how you get sauce, idiot. Yeah. Uh, and then on the TV they're watching is the first appearance of Stripperella. Um, I love the first half of the show's design. Um, yeah, it's got a lot of TNA in the show, but the dark colours of mask make it kind of pulpy. You know, like that noir style, yeah. like classic Daredevil, that sort of shit. Sin City-ish. <laughs> Frank Miller. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Just all from all things. Um, yeah, she's on a talk show discussing her new charity, which is Anus. Which, like, they bring up again later. So it's not just some stupid, crappy show. They actually put thought into it. Yeah, there's like it's like episode like here, twelve or something when they mention yeah. Anus. Uh, it's animals need universal support, which is true. I guess it's, yeah, that's up there with um, the, it's like. Liberation of whatever the fuck it is that's clit. Chainsaw oh, and fuck. Yeah. I can't remember. Oh, fuck. Alright, you look that up while I talk about how it's so weird that this supposedly brainless perv show had more compassion for animals and the environment and the goodness of our fellow man than any well, superhero show since a, Captain Fucking Planet. This might be a good time yeah. to talk about how good of a role model she is. Yeah, Kai, you had opinions there. She's a pretty good role model. <laughs> Actually, the show, in general, is pretty good to women. Yeah, for like a, hey, look at this stripper who does other things. It's like... Yeah, but all of the strip, like, not even... And she's not even doing it, like, out of some sad circumstance. It's like... She just enjoys doing it. Yeah, she does a job she likes. I do. But that's like, all of the women in it, like, they don't give them crappy reasons for, um, like, having anything to do with it. Well, it's either that they enjoy it or like they can appreciate the human form or um and they like um there's a bit where there's a guy who says something about hookers and strippers and she's just like immediately like what's wrong with that yeah yeah like, they're, they're people too um it was the coalition for the liberation of I don't know what that word tree dwellers some this is a different word before tweet tree. Intelligent? I did Google Jane Salem Bob Clit oh, like no. meaning and there's like people also ask what does Clit Commander mean? Okay. Oh, what? Yeah, Kai's right. In this network of rambling oafs and fucking morons, we see one competent ass kicking agent on the field and it's like the woman well, character. Uh, yeah. She's the rest of them are like oh, and she, there is like um weirdos and pervs and dumbasses and disabled people and she treats everyone the same yeah she's nice she's like like even the boss yeah he's an idiot and she's not mean to him that's good um well stripper stripperoni well (laughs) stripperella is uh plugging anus yes this is full of innuendo the writing's pretty fucking good 
Um, the 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 show gets a caller, and it's Cheapo announcing he's back on the streets. While his crummy heists are going down, we see Erotica Jones's life outside of the you know being an international woman of mystery. And I like that too. It does that same trick that the Arkham games do and the PS4 Spider-Man games do, where we don't have to bother with origins. We're already like in the universe, and it's all good to go. Hmm. That always helps, I think. Yeah. Um, at the gentleman's club called the Tenderloins. That's where the stripper is. Yep. We meet the manager, who is Weasley Little Kevin. He's you got, funny. You got Giselle, a southern belle um, of the club. She's great and kind of dumb. But that is clearly Colonel Sanders. <laughs> and Persephone, a do- the dominatrixy one who eventually forgets her accent. And, you know, just does a different one every episode. One of my favourite characters is her boyfriend, who they're not together for long, but it's yeah. Dave. That whole fucking scenario. Dave's a week older than his brother. Watch the show and you'll enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> this episode's weird strip club B-plot is that Giselle's father comes in for an important business deal. He takes his associates to watch his daughter strip. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta keep it in the family. Yeah, he wants yeah. to get the Giselle to get the foreign investors in a good mood. Um, when she botches the dance, her father says he's ashamed of her, which is not very nice. I like what um, Veronica does for that. Oh yeah, yeah. Better let you, you do it. Yeah, it breaks her little cowgirl heart, man. And Veronica later tells her father that Giselle's dead. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah. And he starts and to like, cry. Oh my God, no. And she's like, no, nah, she's not really dead, but you know, she's obviously important to you. But, but my baby is not dead. And she's like, no, she's not fucking dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made that up. I made it up. Go, go be nice to her. No, she doesn't call him an idiot because she's nice to everyone who's not a criminal. She's sort of the guy that his, his daughter was Yeah, dead. but also that he would know he loves her. She learned an important life lesson. It's very good. Fair enough. That's how I told Toby that he loves me. Well, are you dead? Kai is dead. dead. I, I walk in the room and I go, I'm dead! <laughs> He's like, oh, love shit. me. <laughs> I should probably try that. No. See what he do. Nothing will work. Meanwhile, oh, Chipo hatches his plan <laughs> to steal a big fake diamond worth over $300. <laughs> like a zirconium or whatever. It's so just it's like fake coins. It's just shiny glass, really. Um, and to make sure Stripperella doesn't get in his way, an $8 bounty is put on her head. <gasps> a whole $8 in notes. Yep. At, this, coins. at this point, headquarters contacts Erotica on her uh, belly button phone thingy that she has. Hmm. Yeah, her belly button ring is a telephone. And she is called into action. Um, here we meet one of my favourite parts of the series. Uh, it's Chief Stroganoff. He's good, eh? Yeah. He's, he's just like the king pit. He's the fattest, like weirdest fat man ever. Guy. Um, we also meet the lab techs and the bullshit convenient gadgets that they always have. No, but they weren't convenient. Yeah, it's, one's convenient, but the rest are always like stupid. But like, they're obviously the right ones and then they're garbage. Um, yeah, they're just big weeb nerds and we get senile old crackpot inventor named Gerald. Who's uh, Stan Lee. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, like I said, they're all like tosses, and yeah. she's the only one who kicks ass. Oh, well, 
Well, um, Stan made a penny disintegrator. No, he didn't. He made, no, he made a, a portable telephone, telephone that was oh, yeah, 10 kilograms. <laughs> and then he also that? made an electric typewriter. It's just a typewriter that you plug it in. <laughs> it's still a typewriter. Is it like an attempt at... Oh, never mind. I don't know. It's not even a keyboard. Like, it's not even not anything. Right, no, the, the other two dorky boys fucking... Hal and Bernard, they make the penny disintegrator. That's it. They're like, oh, we were trying to build you bulletproof panties, so we're going to need another mold of your ass. And he's just like, it's like the eighth time. <laughs> Hal brought it home and broke it. Yeah, I wonder what he was doing. It. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, Pinata. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Kind of careened a little sing song off the rails and pointing out racial yeah. stereotypes. So, that's good. so we won't spoil the whole episode. Uh, if you're into superheroes, I'd say give it a look, as it's allegedly easy to stream illegally or otherwise. Winks at microphone. Oh no. Yeah, some episodes are on Pornhub, which is funny. Oh no. Like three. I yeah. remember that weird time recently when they tried to just turn Pornhub into something else, even though it's called Pornhub. I know, that's why like, it's funny. A Steel Panther film clip aired on I watched there, an Only Place compilation on there. Like, even anything close to nudity. It's good. It was just they wanted to do it. Mum, I will say the, fi- the finale of this episode does so much right. Uh, it does the death traps, does the, it's, it's all the, meta and self-aware, you got the Silver Age giant objects trope yeah, that everything out for no it's reason. It's the little things as well, like when she comes face to face with Cheapo, I didn't even realise until the scene had ended that, like, a light comes on and you see him, and you see it's just like one of his henchmen with a torch, like, holding it above him. Yeah, he's a majestic look. Uh, it's all dripping with immature hu- humour. It's great. It, it ends with Giselle and her father being friends again. And yeah, he puts of- the hundred dollar tip in a fanny for her while she's dancing. Yeah, I don't know, but a vibrating banana. I always want. It. Know, that is a, a big vibrating banana in the episode. It is a banana. Um, yeah, an erotica referencing her adventure in a Spider-Man kind of way, and the people really call her out on that. This show hangs a lot of shit on like superhero tropes. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's weirdly smart. Um, yeah, what did you think of the show? This is being Meg's first time seeing it. Um, how is it without like weird nostalgia that Metro has? Um, yeah, no, I kind of like sort of back what you guys were saying. Like, it's a good thing, but like, I don't know. It's is weirdly it, it's, feminist strong for yeah. her show. Yeah. Because yeah, she is the only competent person in the show. Yeah, pretty much. She Almost entirely. takes care of animals. She's nice to everyone. Differently yeah. able people, ethnicities. Like, she's a children's... She's very supportive to her friends and shit. Yeah. Um, but not and teaches you lessons and shit. Yeah, she says, no, I'm a stripper. Sorry. <laughs> and, like, like we ha- we've seen that that bit where she could get a better paying strip job but she's like these are my friends and this is like my these are my boys mm. so I represent them forever also yeah. like that there's recurring villains yeah like yeah, they've made this little universe that just never got to happen yeah the SCU the Stripperella Cinematic Universe um the yeah. new movie coming out in 2020 that's not way down it's good we watched a weird interview with um with Stan and I think the artist of the book 
and they reference how there's there's a movie being developed, and that was in 2010. So I hope that's going well. Anthony Wynn was yeah. the artist of the book. It's pretty good art. Yep, and David Sue. But yeah, some of the lettering. The it says editor. Yeah, <laughs> Oh. That, um, as well as the editor. Doing an interview, and they're like, oh yeah, we heard that there was a rumor that there might be a movie coming. Instead of just like, yeah, we're working on the ideas, you know, we're not really sure. And then it cuts over to the editor and he's like, we're just working through a few of the um, ideas, options. the issues and the options, but it'll be coming. You know, hmm. it's only 2010 now. Yeah, it's 2010, oh, no. We've got some time. And we're like... People yeah, so and I look at the time, I'm like, oh, look at that, it's 2018. Like, people are so desperate for R-rated movies, but like... Superhero movies, sorry. Yeah. But in our country... Hello. Like, Deadpool isn't R-rated. No. Nah. It's M. Like, Venom... Was M. Venom should not have been PG. Oh, you know, it was PG, yeah. yeah it was but it was it definitely not, not. There's lots of fucking body horror and swearing. But, like, people are so desperate for this R-rated thing, but if even Deadpool doesn't achieve it, Stripperella can. Yeah, it's got nippies. It's got nips in it. It's going nip-nip. Oh, my alarm's going off, everybody. Look at that. What? Is theme song? No, it's, um... It's don't worry about it. So just don't hug me, I'm scared. We'll cover that another time. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's bad. Kaya says no. It's bad. Nah, as Francis much as I love bad. the villains Pushy Galore and Queen Clitoris, uh, I want us to cover Dr. Caesarian to round out phase one of the show in the two-part saga of Beauty and the Obese. You guys watched that, like, what, yesterday? Yeah, yeah it is. Is it as good? I remember it kicking off. funny. This At the start, I was like, oh... I, I don't remember this bit. I remember this episode, and then it's like in the middle of that, and I'm like, oh yeah, no, I do know this one. <laughs> so there's like the Stripperella's investigating a case with a bunch of like exploding titties. No, no, no. no it's like all the That's what I thought it was exploding breast implants, but there's only one of them. Mm. And it's about done. all the ladies are getting plastic surgery, and then they're just suddenly fat. But all of them go, they work for the same model agency. And this guy's fantastic. He looks at her and goes, amazing. And then he just looks at her tits and goes, exquisite. <laughs> We've all done that and it's never worked. But then it wasn't him. Mm. Um, yeah. He got real offended when he was I think like, this awesome, is the episode where Pro Stephanie has her boyfriend Dave that I like. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's the same episode. You want to talk about Dave? But... No, Dave watch it. He's a week older than his brother. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't make Bro- sense. Brother's British as well. Watch yeah, there's a, there's a mysterious love triangle between her and the brothers. Doesn't he come back later on? Maybe. I think he comes back I'm to pretty sure they do. Okay. Um, yeah, and Dr. Caesarian in this is a great fucking villain. Don't talk about He's that at all. spooky. He's got no face. Smart animal. Yeah, it's Mark Hamill, you know, anime series Joker, doing like a fucking killer job. It's very it good. sounds like something he does. A, a, a killer job. Is it Skips? Uh-huh. Skips no. from regular show? It might be the guy from Metalocalypse. Oh, the, the guy who works. No, the guy who oh, announces yeah, yeah, yeah. all the people to the government. Right. 
It might be that voice. There's something he's done that's really similar to this voice. There's something dark and grave about his voice. It's very fucking good. Yeah. Yeah, so we reckon watch that one as well? Yeah. Mm. Okay. The other one with Cheapo is good too. What was that called? He comes back like three like times. Cheapo by the dozen or something. Is that the... Or something that's else. That's why we watched just before. Yeah. Um, it's got two names. Yeah. Cheaper it's by cheaper the dozen. By the dozen and or yeah, they had two good money pubs and they used like both. Yeah, they blew them both through. Yeah, stop um, making, making sense. Stop making sense. We're beavers. Yep. One. What? Then we oh. get to episode seven, you guys. Oh, the second half of the show. What happened, Meg? What happened? Look different. They look different I mean, and sound different and go nuts. And yeah, do man. the bits. Now the first half has that like real classical old com- or superhero cartoon style and then this one's a little bit more cartoony. Yeah. I reckon this is better. You like this one better? Yeah. I, I prefer the old one. but it's got- I like the first one. Yeah. I really like both styles though. Um, yeah, my impression is that the budget was lowered or something because like the caliber of the creators on the show dropped pretty hard. Um, that's speculations because I can't find any information whatsoever about the it complete redesign of the show. Yeah, no one mentioned why. No, no one explained what happened. Just completely changed. You're trying to play Abra on my, no, my Spotify. Play Wii. All right. Um, yeah. Well, maybe so, they just thought it was time for a change. Yeah. I wish look, more shows look if you knew why it changed dramatically and like unexpectedly, let write in. Fuck it. Messages. I don't reckon it's drastically. It's, it's very different. The Stroganoff looks the exact same. He's the same and Cheaper is the same. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but they don't look weird in the environment, which means it can't be too different. Well, we watched the um the two Vegas episodes of that see of that version. What did you think of those? They're good. They got a good story about supporting your friends and um standing up when you are scared. Yeah, because Vince McMahon was there. Well, what's her name? The Giselle is the cowboy. Yeah, Giselle. One. She's scared, but um, she has a go to help out her friends. Yeah, like and she does good the right thing. Her friends too, like because she's like she would have done the same. Yeah, she did the devil's pretzel. Yeah, we've all been there. Mm. I do like that they all like. There is a chronological story, mm. but, but it doesn't a lot of them like are in the wrong order. Doesn't the matter. No, yeah, it doesn't matter, like, where they go or if you see them. Did you like, um, what was the name of the ventriloquist in this? Walter this and Mo. Yeah, Walter and Mo. Do you like They're them? Good. There's There's a weird psychological angle about the puppet being homosexual. But maybe they don't talk about it much, which is good. It's very they odd. They kind of have one discussion and then that's it. Yeah, I, I like it. It's but good. then a tragedy strikes at the end, you can watch, find out. Oh, yeah. Tragic stuff, you guys. Yep. Yeah, and then we saw Chibra come back again. Fantastic. And Queen Clitoris is in another episode. I think that are they the only two who come back? I think so. I think Pushy the Law has two episodes. Oh, also like the Bridesmaid. That's a good villain. Mm. Yeah. She she's always the bridesmaid, always. never the bride. So she steals all the men from the weddings. Yeah. That's a good story. Like, there's like, act- no like they're dumb, but there's actual thought behind them. Yeah, there's, it's there's not some just weird some shit going on, huh? Mm. Like, it doesn't mean they're fantastic ideas that were hold up in Batman, but for what we're watching, 
they fit perfectly. Yeah, it's almost like they like one immature dude came in, just drunk as fuck, just came up with a bunch of dumb ideas, and then like another dude came in and like, well, here's how we can do that and retool it to make it well done. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah, so we watched the TV series together. Try and pick it up if you can. It's worth rewatching. Like, it is a lot fun. of people it's on. Really fun. Yeah, a lot of like the reviews and shit I find are like, oh, it's pervy trash. But if you look past it, there's like a dope little universe happening just on the other side of those titties. You but just you have to look past the titties, my friend. Comics are like that. Yeah. 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 Shit. I got notes in here about some things. But that's the thing. It's. But you're right. Every comic has like flashy look at my tits look at my fucking camel toe it's like i'm batman every woman i speak to is bruce wayne is always like hot as shit yeah it's same with daredevil except for that dumb blonde chick that's the thing though it doesn't use like any of that poorly like it's there and it's like yes i have big breasts yeah but they it. come in handy when i do it's this, this, and this. It's not like, and it's not like when I'm trying to get out of a speeding ticket, or like it's like it's, it's when I need all, to get out of ice cream because I'm gonna like, die um, otherwise. Yeah, Black Widow or Catwoman who are just like I have this busty figure. I'm gonna unzip my thing down here hmm. while I'm doing acrobatics. I'd love to have the showrunners on this try and explain Power Girl's costume. That'd be a good issue because I trust the thing, these guys to fix it. They're, you know. The whole way through it, yes, she's, you know, if you, at first glance you're like, oh, this is disgusting. She's a big boobed stripper and everyone's staring at her and stuff like that. That said, she is the most, like, she goes out of her way to back up other women. She's like one of the she best common people I've ever she, seen. In you know, treats everyone murder. equally. Like, what? One thing that I found, yeah. though, that I think makes it better as well is in, like, lots of books when there's, like, the female character, like, even if it's the hero's girlfriend or the girl who's the hero, yeah, there is often that, like, one villain who'll make a joke about rape or just a comment on them. Mm. And not one villain that I remember from this show looks at her in that way but then when she's stripping the men do like because it's the strip club yeah girls do the same thing in a male strip club but yeah to me it's that's a thing that makes it good is that the villains don't do that so they are actually focusing on the crime fighting and not just that she yeah it's not just yeah that's all. the thing it's more like all everything that happens is more heartfelt when she's yeah, like, a superhero because black widows in heaps of the daredevils i've been reading there's been a few times where a villain will make a comment about one time daredevil her. smacks her on the butt which yeah, is like, sad. yeah yeah that was but it. that's the thing like in the episodes we, we're just talking about the episodes in vegas mm. um the guy that runs the tenderloin, he Kevin. He gets, Did we ever see him get out of prison? He gets his mum yeah, bails. Oh yeah, f- him fuck, up. you're right. Sorry. Um, I was like, they he, him he gets caught out. They think that he's trying to solicit a date inside the um, but casino. He's trying to yeah. buy the food. Yes. When so when he's getting bailed out of prison by his mom, she's like chastising him for like 
for you. You should, you should be looking at women like that and don't you know it's wrong to solicit dates and there's places that you can go to do yeah, that properly. Yeah, you should be doing it properly. Just around and talk to women like that. Like You should be doing it properly in a licensed brothel like I did when I was a young person. But that's the thing. It doesn't, like, it doesn't tell him that he's wrong for doing it. It just says, hey, Do it you, need to, you need yeah. to abide by the rules. You need to be safe about it. And you can't go around talking to women like there's something that you can buy on the street. Even though he mm. didn't anyway. Like, no, like, everyone involved was, so innocent and it good. It was completely tricked into it. But like the overall moral of the show is we're not going to judge you for how you look, for what you believe, for what you look like, for what's... Anything going That's the here, opposite like, of Shrek. Have, it's, yeah. <laughs> so so long as you do it, you know, safely and correctly, that's it. And, like, even the villains, it sounds stupid, but they're somewhat relatable. Like, Cheapo, he could very easily sit there and go, okay, I can roll a big place and I can make a lot of money. And because of how, like, Weirdly cheap GPS. I am, yeah. it would last me my entire lifetime. <laughs> but he's like, no. That's above my means. I'm gonna go and steal copper bricks. And shampoo. Sixteen dollars a brick. Exactly. He's like, I can steal something with sixteen dollar a brick. I'll just get like a hundred of those. Yeah. It's not that hard. Like they're all within their own little bubble. I'm pretty sure even like that episode that you're talking about before where they all get plastic surgery and that, he's mad at them because they're mutilating their body. Which is why he starts. Isn't that oh, no, something he to has do like with that? ten examples. No, he has a million excuses. Yeah, he has a lot of models. But this, like. Yeah, my father died in a modeling accident. My wife was taken from me by a model. My grandparents were killed by models. Like, it's just <laughs> like. And even, even Stravel's like, well, fuck, I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what to, to tell you, dude. I don't know. I just think it's very, like, wholesome. It's shockingly wholesome. Yeah, for what it is, it's extremely wholesome. Yeah. All right. At this point in the Stripperella saga, we leave the world of animation and go to a courtroom in sunny Daytona Beach, Florida. Hey. Hey. When a lovely lady named Jeanette Clover enters the scene, she says, I'm the real Stripperella. Shoot her. She's the imposter. Oh, that mm. is not what she said. And a lawsuit against Pamela Anderson, Spike TV, and Stan Lee began. Oh, um, that's what, what is said. Spike TV? Because I like when I was researching, people talking about it with such like a high opinion. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. It's it was like a weird adult thing. It, it was the same one that did the adults version of Ren and Stimpy and a couple other things. Um, if you think Stan the man is like this perfect sweet little dude who was always like loyal to his lady and whatever, just you can keep that. Just skip ahead a couple minutes here. Um, are you gone? Are you not here? Good. Okay. So, um, at a bit over a year before the show's announcement, a one Stanley Martin Lieber entered the Tanga Jazz Club, a gentleman's club of the strippy variety. Well, there, he received a dance from a woman going by the name Stripperella. Now, video evidence of this exists... Uh, she talks about her work persona being a stripper, How spy by earth, night. Though, yeah, I know that there'd be f- the footage. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense to me. But there's no way the footage would have good audio back then. They would, in case you're threatening sexual violence on. Uh, also, they play music and shit. Yeah, 
You wouldn't fucking hear what they're saying. Well, if it was a good case, it probably would have been thrown out immediately. But it's not like um, it's quietly resolved out of court. Um, in hopes of keeping it out of media, because Florida is one of the states that allow newspapers to go through all criminal their history. court and criminal history. That's why Florida news stories always make Florida look bad. Because mm. you're allowed to find Florida out about all the weird things. Most other states don't allow it. Florida's mm. like, yeah, come in. Raffle through our court papers. Mm. Yep, and between that and another lawsuit with Spike TV using its name and possibly taking its uh, fame and notoriety from Spike Lee, an unrelated filmmaker. Oh. Um, yeah, between those couple things, the show ended up being disbanded. But end. So oh. it's surprising that any of it got made, though. Yes. Um, here's your afterward for the show. All right. Pamela Anderson went on to star in bit parts in movies, like the Baywatch reboot, Scary Movie 3, Scooby-Doo. Um, and apparently knows more about the Australian fucking government than I do. And Why? Kaya. Why? Yeah. Um, because if you look her up on Google News to see what the most recent thing is, um, yeah, she was doing a bunch of stuff talking about how a guy named Scott Morrison is a disgusting pervert and shouldn't be in office. Minister? That's our Prime Minister. Oh, shit. I didn't fucking know that. Kaya didn't know that. No. You said the name rang a bell. You're like, I think. That's a lie. I said... While we were away on vacation, we woke up one morning and everyone was complaining that there was a new Prime Minister. In Australia... We forgot to look into it when we got home. In Australia, you Fair vote for a party, really not a person. And then the person changes like every couple months. Yeah, because point. you voted for the party, meaning whoever they choose is who's in charge, but then dumb Australians are like, oh, why do they always change it? That's not who we voted for. Yeah. That's not what you voted for, you fucking idiot. Kevin Altieri went on to work on Young Justice and my favourite Spider-Man cartoon, uh, Spectacular. That's the one I like. You remember that one, Trey? Yeah. Everyone, everyone looked kind of cutesy cartoon, but it was good. Um, and Stan Lee went on to be a modern-day Walt Disney and loved by the entire fucking world. Mm. As you well know. Yeah. Now, the story doesn't quite end here, people. During the show's airing, Humanoids Publishing was set to do a comic series alongside the show. Uh, creative differences between the parties saw it cancelled before launch, but the idea to put Strabrella on the page wasn't quite dead even yet. Um, this this is a story that a basic Google will not fucking tell you. Um, Deep Cut Productions is a little comic house. Uh, Trey, they did Butcher Babies, apparently. Well, they never know had a comic. Me either, but they did it, and it's that's not bad. Yeah, it's not that bad, hey. Um, and in 2008, Stanley contacts them, saying someone should continue the Stripperella line and Marvel doesn't exactly want a strip-dancing hero, despite years of Marvel swimsuit specials, having Emma Frost dressed the way she does, and Miss Marvel giving birth to her own fucking rapist one time. Okay. Wow. We'll cover that another day. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's interesting. No, it's not. It is. Oh. She gives birth to her own fucking rapist because of time and space. No. Oh, wait, what? She gets molested, and then she's pregnant for a bit, and then, oh, out comes a baby. It's my molester on her. But he's a baby now. Kill him. Oh, and then but he's fully grown now. Then but he wouldn't then have done What? That. Yeah. All right, well, it doesn't make any I don't know what to tell you. It's dumb. This whole thing broke, Toby. That's the end of the podcast. Can, so sorry. Bye. Oh, no.
I am my own sperm. So one can <laughs> say many people rape themselves every day. What? Masturbation's awesome. What are you talking about? Yeah, but did you get permission? Or was it just the other part of you wanting that? <gasps> or else? <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, Would it have been masturbation mm. if everyone wanted it? Now, we know Pamela Anderson was a creative consultant on the TV series. All right. She was nowhere to be seen here, so Agent 69 needed to go through a couple of changes. The scooter was replaced by a quad, quad up tray. Fuck. Her name was became Exotica Jones, and she lost her big blonde hair for the comic book classic of Red. The thing that is very uncommon in real life. Yeah. That every comic has like a magic character. I haven't read the 2012 story with art from Anthony Wynn and written by Stanley Returning. In a long ass time, so maybe we'll have to fucking run us through it. Oh, what? A little bit. Oh, Just okay. a basic. People can find this. It's on their store. It's on, it's on deepcutproductions.com, mm-hmm. along with a sweater that matches the color. <laughs> do you remember much of it? I know I can flick through and tell you what's going on. Oh, okay. I, I do remember a bit. I think I, I remember a pole dancing becoming more weaponized in this. Like, yeah, did, did she have a stick like Tim Drake Robin style? No. Oh, they Damn. do hunters from down under. But there's like this little bonus thing at the end, and there's this chick. Yeah, that's another one of their properties. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Fel- Felix Kane. Felix the Kane. The vixen, but it's triple X. It's a crossover, you guys. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, she's got her own like uh, portable pole, and she she beats up um, the liquefier. Mm. No, that was my first indie comic. That one. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's pretty yeah, good. So they did that. But, um, so it starts off in the... Uh, is there a continuity to it or is it like four, like, solo sort of issues on their own? Standalones? Well, I think there's two. Two little two stories? Two little stories together. Okay. Do yeah, you, do you, a, which design do you like better, the Exotica Jones or Erotica Jones? I like this one, like the Exotica. Yeah, okay. Is that it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, the redhead one. But the two, they're too close to it. I like to think she went to witness protection and changed one letter in her fucking name and put it on the <laughs> Dyed her hair. And <laughs> the only, the only impressive part's the tattoo removing, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with the deep cut production of Stripperella, we leave the delightful character. I'd like to see a return of Agent 69, but I think the call of obscurity has beckoned her away. Some poet, poetic no, no, shit. She won't be allowed to happen. Even though she's like an amazing role model for anyone. But whatever, let's not even fucking be good about it. Um, do you have any final thoughts before we move on? Give it a watch. Yeah, give it a read. So leave your judgment at the door and swing your ass around her pole. Whoa. Whoa. That was pretty good. Did you come up with that on the spot? Yeah, that's quite taking so long to say it. Oh, that was good. <laughs> what about you, Trey? What? <laughs> what do you reckon? Watch it on. Okay. I'm not your fucking mom. Stop playing Fortnite, you bunch of dickheads. Yeah. Okay. Check out Roxanne and how she's just a, Bitch. a dickhead and thinks she's so good and she's like, She's no. trying to bring other women down. Yeah, oh, she is. I'm sure she gets her comeuppance. Yeah. And Nick's a dickhead because he's like, No, you look nothing like fucking. Um, Stripperella, even it's, though like it's like the same picture just with a mask on. Yeah, literally. It's like yeah, no, like you're you're like 
you kidding? You kidding? Nah, but you're like you're really attractive, but you're nothing like stripper. Ella. She's mm. just Whoa. and she's just like you fucking dickhead. <laughs> and then you get to see like the melter. The so, melter. Yeah. It's a good name. Yeah. Right, you guys ready for homework time? Yeah. Yeah, you didn't tell us again. I did. I told you just to run the pizzas. Really? Yeah. Well, Stripper yeah. names. We all need one. We're all gonna get one. Is that every? There's too many different ways of identifying it, but I've always <laughs> kept the one that is your first pet and the street you live by. Like where did I live? Other ones. Away? It's all so like your first pet and your mum's maiden name. Like yeah. there's heaps of them. Well, at the time when I figured it I out... I do like the first name being Rusty. I'm keeping that. Yeah, my stripper name's Rusty Sedgman. Ew. <laughs> but not anymore. What's your, What's the street? I don't know. The street we had when we lived in Cranbourne. Shout-outs to Cranbourne, everybody. Shit yeah, you hole. could be... Shit hole. Um, <laughs> if, if that's how we're working it out, the one that I would remember would be Tilly St. Paul. Tilly St. Paul? Paul. No, but that's oh, still It should be St. Paul, though, right? That still sounds good. <laughs> No, it's Tilly St. Paul. I've changed it. It's Tilly St. Paul. <laughs> Mine might be. You can be. What's this street called? It's where? Got a I'm not telling the fucking <laughs> listeners where I live. No, what was that? There's dog root in sociopath. Oh, no. It'd be Misfit Wrench Smith. No, Meg can do hers and I'm going to figure Toby's out. Number. No, it's okay. Toby, you're the dick who wants to do this. Black Friday sales. There's two Reg Smiths in the US, there's two Reg Smiths in Australia, and there's one in New Zealand. Where the New Zealand one? Yeah, New Zealand, Australia, the same thing. That that narrows it down for everybody who wants to come over. Right, Meg has to. No, it's like because you know how like a lot of websites will like autocorrect? Yeah. Mm. It's if you change what the like so it's Reg Smith if you change that that's how you work out where it is oh that's the reason I can't say what yeah the last bit yeah yeah Tangy Daniels Ta- what I don't I've um, been thinking to myself for a little while not coming Meg up Meg would much. be Bonnie Slimming no no Sasha Pimble Sasha Pimble's great <laughs> that is a really good one <laughs> um I always thought I'm, it was pretty I'm good. figuring Toby's out because he's doing it wrong. What did I say? He's stealing money. I said Tangy Daniels. Throw <laughs> that out. Did you have any fish when you were little, or like? I don't Toby's know fish's names. I like the black fish with the big googly eyes. You know the ones. My brother, we had one of them. My brother called it Blackie, but it was more brown, so I got shitty. So it's like he's, he's brown. Mum was called Mr. Google Eyes, and my mum convinced me that we had to put it in the pond next to the pool. And she's like, he's lonely, I'm going to go buy him fish friends. And then she bought him a bunch of friends that had white scale, and they all died. And I was so depressed for a long, long time. I'm killed off fish with sawdust, so, you know, these things happen. My goldfish named Sam, he lived for like six years. That's like so a really good luck. Toby's stripper name, I'm going to change it up. No, you're Seth Cooper. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I want Daniels in the last one. We never lived. Oh, I don't no, care. <laughs> oh, so we had this discussion um, at TAFE, and there's like this one guy like sitting in the back of the room, and he's just like, You guys can call me Doc Seaforth. He's like, That's a fucking great strip for me. My nephew's is Darth Vader Juliet. 
That's a shit stripper name. Tell no, your nephew not had, to be a stripper. No, because he had one of those black Google Eye fish and he pulled a Darth Vader. Um, oh, that's another character we didn't discuss. He's Chipperella, her brother. Yeah. We don't know what happened to him. He got amnesia and all of his memory came back except for the word quit. Yeah, <laughs> never give up. Does Stripperella have powers? Did we decide? She has She's got that generic thing claws. of agility. She's got death stroke ability, huh? Strong. She's, She's like also Batman. got what she did She's got the breathing. Mm. Remember when the monkey is in the tank and she breathes down yeah. the tube and he pops out the yeah. top? Yeah, and so then she's got the colonel of the army has to go spank the monkey. She can do whatever she wants. I want to be Dr. Beans now. <laughs> no. Dr. Beans. Why Dr. Beans? Doctors are smart and beans are awesome. What about soybean silk? Liquid silk. What did I tell you there was the Creamy goodness. I think you White should, I don't know, probably Oh. <laughs> no, that was before we decided that this was a homework question. I don't know. about Logan Palacio? <laughs> Johnny Nascar. I come out in a cardboard box with wheels drawn. So. <laughs> you go through the Macca's drive-thru and they have to serve you. Because <laughs> you're technically in a car. How about fat, Fats McMuffin? Big hard. Big hard. <laughs> Dick rock hard. <laughs> I don't know why I thought you're gonna say dick cutter. Dick cutter. Slim crispy. Oh no. <laughs> Half day. Sapphire desire. Mmm. Mmm. Hang on, I had other words here. <laughs> I know it's not class dismissed. It's lockout. Everyone has to get out of the strip club now. Okay. This was an excursion, so I would know. <laughs> Last episode was an excursion through like the Museum of DC stuff, and this is up here stuff on the way back to school at the club. At the club. Ladies and future boys, that's it for the episode. I'm going the fuck home. It's not everyone's favourite Stanley character, but it is mine. It's simple, it's smart, it's immature, it's not tied down with a big universe I don't fucking understand. I find Stripperella and her universe really fucking heartfelt and charming, and it's very underrated. Like I said, this is our Stanley dedicated class with School for Wayward Nerds. Uh, he will be missed, and this is our very late tribute. It's probably been yeah, two weeks. there's more to him than just some fucking cameos, people. Yeah, that's what, exactly what I wrote. If you want to show the man some love and support, you know, read a Marvel book. Yeah, get in... Um, get his... some panels. Yeah, get in his actual, like, the stuff he put the stuff a lot, he wrote. Of, lot of work into and all that. And, yeah. Yeah, he's not just like a flimsy little cardboard cutout. They just shuffle into the movie every couple of films, you know? Mm. Yeah. Have a go, everyone. Have, have, a, have a real go. Fuck. Yeah. Class dismissed. <laughs>